This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forrester, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. Man, I am so excited today. I am joined by Danny Miranda. And Danny, for me, has just been an absolute encouragement as I've been, you know, spending some time on TikTok and Instagram and just watching his feed, listening to his, his episodes, his podcast, and just getting revived, you know, revived, getting energy, because it's like, we're not alone in this. And we do need that input. So Danny, for me, has been an encouragement and he continues to fuel me. So I'm totally excited to introduce you to Danny Miranda. Danny, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. I appreciate the the very nice introduction. I'm really honored and thrilled for all your incredible comments on the TikTok and Instagram and everywhere. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's my pleasure, man. I mean, you're putting out great content and, you know, it's like, it's one of those when there's good content, you want to be involved. And so it's, it's just awesome. The stuff that it's like you're putting out there with a message of positivity, because there's so much that comes at us. That's not that stuff is, is so vital and crucial just to keep us grounded, right. With a healthy perspective instead of spiraling out of control. So I appreciate you putting that stuff out there, my friend. Thank you. Um, can we start with where you are personally on the business side of life. What does that look like for you right now? The business side is something I'm trying to figure out. The business side is I've currently been making money from NFTs and have done that for the past, I would say now almost 12 months, really nine months I've been making money from NFTs. So I haven't monetized any of the podcasts, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I'm I'm thinking how can I best serve. And so I'm kind of in this interesting place right now where I don't know exactly how I'm going to monetize, exactly how I'm going to give uh, an offering to the people who who follow my stuff. And um, I'm looking at the best way to to do that right now, but there's no way I currently do that. So how do you, because there's a lot that people, when they're unsure of their future, you know, you take on a lot and you just kind of almost lose your identity in the midst of it. Yeah. How are you keeping grounded in that and going, Hey, I'm okay without having to know where my North star is. And maybe something else is your North star. How are yeah. you keeping, you know, your feet on solid ground and keeping an upbeat, you know, perspective on stuff? I think that's a really good question because there was a time when my feet weren't on the ground when I didn't have a good perspective and I was just trying to make money for the sake of making money. And for me, that was this NFT job I had and NFTs in general. But what happened was I lost myself in that process and I started to feel spiritually like I was misaligned, like I wasn't doing the things that I knew knew were good for me. And this wasn't that long ago. Um, and so this was probably like 
four months ago. Like I was in a real bad funk. And so I think I'm at this place right now of, of being okay and being grounded and not knowing because I went through that period of, of real turbulence and, and just a real rut for sure. Now that would be unsettling for a lot of people. I'm wondering if when you look at it, is there comfort? Well, maybe the better way to look at it when you say, Hey, four months ago, I was in this place. Do you see that you recovered and got your footing faster than you would have before when you were, you know, kind of going through similar, similar challenges? 1000%. Yeah. I mean, I think how it works, how we think it works is it's, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to solve everything I need. I'm going to do the habits that are right for me. And I'm going to be in a completely better place. And that is actually true. But then what might not be true that we don't see initially is that we'll go back down and inevitably life will throw us this curveball. We'll have everything figured out. You'll love yourself fully. And then you won't. And at least this was the case for me or has been the case where it's been a period of going up and then going down a little bit and then going back up. And it's like, now my highest peak is higher than it was previously where my previous highest peak was, but in order to get there, I needed to go down a little bit. So what I, the takeaway I have from it all is that life is, is more of an up and down roller coaster than I initially thought before doing this whole thing. It's, it's not a rocket that just goes up when it's uh, launched. <laughs> and, and the crazy thing is on social media, you could think that somebody is a rocket and they have it all figured out. And you could look at them as that's my guy. That's my guru. That's the person I'm going to listen to. That's the, that's the person that struggles. And that you don't often put out those struggles or you don't know the best way to contextualize those struggles. And so that's why I'm so grateful for podcasts because they allow me to say, yeah, I was doing really not well for a month in December, not that long ago after I had solved, quote unquote, solved all the issues that I was going through. Like, I still found them. And to know that that's okay and that's part of the process uh, has been very pivotal, pivotal and important for me. And I think it's almost a mirror of like going to the gym. You're mm-hmm. going to have amazing days, but there's yeah. also going to be those days where you're just like, oh my gosh, my joints, you know, like I'm feeling off and you don't do your, your personal record. You, you know, you're, totally. you're a little sluggish and it's the same thing in life. But the problem is if you don't keep, you know, like you talked about doing the daily habits, your routines, then it's like, okay, that muscle just goes straight to fat. And you don't get that chance to continue getting that growth and saying, Hey, look at my biceps, you know, um, <laughs> you don't get to flex in the mirror the same way. Yeah. So, I mean, are you, did you experience it that same way or is it different for you or what? Yeah, I definitely experienced it that way. And it's really, it's so pivotal for me personally to know more about the habits that I'm going through. And because I've had and changed some of my habits completely in my own life to a crazy level that shouldn't, like in, in a relatively short period of time of like five years, like I'm a completely different person than I was five years or, or three years ago. And I look at that, I'm like, okay, it's because of the habits. It's because of the things that I'm doing and have done on a daily basis. And so knowing that, how can I make it easier for myself to do the right habits in the future? And how can I help other people 
along that journey too. And that's really what I'm studying now. And that's what I'm like, really pushes me out of bed and gets me so excited. It's like, I don't know everything about habits. And I've read James Clear, Atomic Habits. I'm reading BJ Fogg, Tiny Habits right now. I want to know everything there is to know about habits so I can teach it to the best of my abilities because I know that habits have been the reason why I've transformed as a person. So yeah, that's the kind of the journey I'm on now. That's amazing. Well, let's jump back a bit. We, I kind of took us on a bunny trail there, but dude, I couldn't avoid it. That, that was one I wanted to follow. So you talked about the business side. What does the personal side look like for you? Yeah. The personal side has never been better. Um, currently just feeling so whole inside. So um, like I, I have everything I need for every moment type of feeling and knowing. And it's just a beautiful place to operate from. I love myself. And that's, it's such a incredible feeling. How did you get to that place of saying, I love myself? <laughs> I started with, uh, with writing it down a hundred times every day. I mean, there's this great book, love yourself like your life depends on it, which was very pivotal for my own transformation back in March of 2020. I read it and you know, somewhere in the past two years, I forgot about the practice. I forgot about the things that were making me feel so full of joy, so full of love. And that likely led to that rut that I was just talking about. And I had a friend call me, tell me, you know, he wants to start loving himself. And I was like, man, I do too. And so what we did was we said, okay, we're going to write. I love myself a hundred times every day. And I said, okay, like if you're going to do it, I'm going to do it too. And we're going to text each other at the end of every day. And now I got this notebook full of just nonstop. I love myself. I love myself a hundred times. And it's just the most beautiful practice because you might not believe it on day one, but on day 21, you're going to be in a whole different place personally. And when you make mistakes, you're going to be more likely to jump back real quick and be able to say, you know what? Like, that's okay that I made that mistake. And you're going to be more loving, more open, more kind. At least that this has been my experience at least. And, and so, yeah. That, that's how I am on a personal level. So you're writing this a hundred times a day. You've done affirmations before, right? Yeah. How, how, how have you seen like writing it impact you versus like saying affirmations on a daily basis? Has there been a difference or are they coming out the same? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's been much of a difference. I think it's just the, the consistent practice of it. Um, and when I say it, when I used to say it to myself, it wasn't like I had a specific number that I had to hit. Um, so just having the numbers helpful for me. But I think it's it's just getting in the routine of of constantly saying it has been really helpful for me. I know when I have started affirmations, you know, going through saying intentional stuff of where I wanted to be, that there was like almost like a hesitancy, a disbelief, you know, the voice going, that ain't you. Yeah. Did you experience that like going through it? And if so, how did you persevere through it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say it depends. 
Um, there were moments when I didn't believe it or didn't think it was true, but because I had made this commitment to a friend, it wasn't like I was not going to write it down. And what was what's nice about writing it down is you don't need to believe it to write it down in the beginning, but by the end, you're going to start to believe it. You do it enough times, like you become that. And it's, we just, I don't think we think about the importance of our words and our thoughts and how those impact our reality. And so I'm becoming more conscious of those has been really important. And doing the, I love myself practice, writing it a hundred times has made me more conscious of every other thought I have. And not to say that every thought that I have is perfectly calibrated. I know exactly what I'm going to think, but it's like becoming more conscious of it has started because of the, uh, I love myself practice. And it's almost like a meditation. You know, you, you write it so many times and you get lost in, in thinking and just lost in that. And you see where your mind drifts. It's, it's such a simple thing, but I, I really think it's the most important thing that I've ever done. And doing the, I love myself practice in the, the original book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It by Kamal Ravikant, that was so impactful to me. So yeah, this is the practice that really makes me feel whole, really puts me at my personal best. Yeah, it's almost like a gateway practice, it sounds like. <laughs> Gets you in yeah. on the other other practices that you do. Do you have anything like that? Any practices that are so pivotal to your core, to your being? Yeah. For me, it's a couple different ones. I have to get up in the well, I choose to get up in the morning and have water because otherwise I'm not focused on getting the water that I need, which does impact my health. Um, the other one is like I've started doing uh, Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. And the f- I knew I wasn't breathing in the same way that I had before. But the fact that my breathing had changed so much mm-hmm. came like I would, I discovered it at that point where it was like, dude, this is not right. I really need to work on that. So, you know, like I have a whole routine that goes across, you know, a couple hours and it's just like getting up, getting hydrated, getting in a red light sauna, you know, doing the breathing while I'm in the sauna, um, you know, doing affirmations there, then it's like dry off a little bit because the sauna gets hot and you sweat, but that's the whole focus of it. Um, you know, going to the gym and right now I, I get the honor of going to the gym with my son. You know, that's a season that's available now. It, it won't be there always. And so capturing that opportunity and, uh, you know, having to fight at the gym to like say, yeah, I can keep up with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's always that, that young cub thing, but, uh, you know, and then going from there, coming home, doing some reading, you know, I want to, I, I choose to do those things to set myself in the best place because otherwise it's like two hours later and it's like, okay, I've watched TikTok and, you know, or Instagram reels. And it's like, what did you do to set yourself up? Nothing. Now I feel guilty about it and I'm totally on the wrong track. So yeah, I have it written out and I'm probably one of those nerdy guys that actually has like an ideal day and, you know, no, it's, it's really important. Out. Yeah. So, and, and don't get me wrong, dude, there are days where I will take a sidestep and I don't perform my morning routine the way I should but I will catch myself later. 
And it may be like, Hey, I'm going to lunch. I'm going to the gym, you know, or six o'clock at night after I'm done working, you know, go to the gym, but it's like, okay, you know, yeah, you stumbled on this, pick yourself up. Just like you talked about, you know, in December, the thing is not, are you perfect in how you carry out, but are you seeing it? Are you, you know, cognizant and then recovering from it? So yeah, yeah, Uh, that's for me is that go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Something that helps me a lot is that the question of what can I do about it in this moment? Because so often I, I find myself or in the past have been dwelling of, I should have done this. I should have, this is, I'm doing the wrong thing now. Why, what's going on? Like, what can I actually do in this moment is so powerful to me for some reason, because I think one reason is because we get so distracted in our world of a million different directions to pull ourselves in. But when we ground ourselves, when I ground myself with the question of what can I do about it in this moment, it it just gives me some level of freedom to just be here now. Yeah, absolutely agree. Well, let's jump back. I mean, we're <laughs> we're kind of... I tend to do that. <laughs> no, dude, I love this because it's like the application of stuff is what equips us to make the change. You know, if if I didn't start embracing the change and following the habits, you know, and, and stepping through them each day, I wouldn't have changed. And I would still be at the point where it's like, I have a marriage that's on the rocks and I have children that, that don't trust me because I wasn't trustworthy. I mean, they were Mm. valid reasons for the way they behaved, but we have the ability to create space around us for others to flourish. And I absolutely want to be intentional about that. I mean, you're making intentional decisions and how, you know, Danny shows up and what Danny does. Um, and it's not like you're even, you, you said earlier, I, I don't know exactly where I'm going to, you know, but you still have this routine that's like your foundation. You know, yeah. it's, it's the core of who you are. It's not, it's not like a diet. It's your lifestyle, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, well, let's, let's uh, step back in time a little bit and kind of talk about how did you get into where you're at? Because you, you know, you talked about going through some struggles in December. Did those kind of things like with mental health and, and maybe your beliefs, did, did that show up at a, an earlier age for you and something that, you know, you've progressed through to where you are today? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure it showed up in the youth uh, that much. I think I had a really good childhood, and you know, which is is rare for somebody who uh, just was dealing with depression and lack of self worth. I think maybe it's not, but um, no, I had a really good childhood. Really great parents. Really great grandparents. Um, I just wasn't whole inside. And I was seeking external validation, uh, not all the time, but enough time where looking back, it's obvious. And um, that stopped for when I, I learned how to meditate and when I started to meditate. And not it didn't stop like one day, but slowly but surely, I noticed that I was caring more about my own opinion of myself rather than someone else's opinion of myself. I was less insecure to go up to random people and talk to them. I was now secure in knowing that I was providing and presenting the best me in every moment. And so 
yeah, I don't know if there were signs in my childhood of any of the issues that I were was going to deal with, but until I learned that one pivotal step of looking inward, I wasn't whole inside, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Coach Mike here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Living Fearless Today podcast. Man, if you're struggling with your worth, feeling you're not enough and playing small, honestly, this isn't your lot in life. There is more available to you beyond this podcast to help you uncover your worth, feel respected, be confident, and play bigger in all areas of your life. Grab a time at highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call to set up a complimentary session on where you're at today, who you want to be, and how you can live the life you've been desiring. Again, head on over to highcoachmike.com forward slash book a call and take that first step towards your life transformation. So how did meditation transform you then to give you that, that sense of worth and wholeness? Cause I mean, some people may look at it and go, Danny, you're sitting quietly for a period of time. Like, dude, come on. It doesn't add up. Can you connect the dots and, and help me understand like how that transforms you? Yeah. It's a really good question. I think that by sitting with myself, you, I realized personally that there was nothing else. Like it was all voices in my head, what other people thought, what other people thought I should do, what, what that look was about, what somebody's actions were. It was all other people. But I realized that the only thing that was going on was my own voice in my head. So that was a big moment of, wait, if it's all in my head, then I'm the one that needs to be loved. I need to love myself. I need to care about my own perspectives. What do I truly feel like doing at any given moment? How do I show up for myself? So I think that was a big insight of like, oh, wow, like I'm the only one up here. Like none of this matters. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's like we, we care so much about the perspectives of others. And I, I do think there's a huge importance for, you know, the people you want to be like and the people who you respect and admire and taking in their, their perspectives. But at the end of the day, really, it's you. It's you and you. And if you can come from that place, then it allows you to start helping others. Because how can I show up for others if I'm, just thinking about, oh, what is this person going to think? Um, and how does, like, so often, it's really funny. Sometimes we try to help other people by thinking about what we think they're going to want, but we're not actually listening or caring about, like, what they actually want. And so I think that all starts with meditate For me, that all started with meditation. That all starts with listening to myself. And, you know, it's a practice. It's like, if you don't, if I don't do it for a month, like, I find myself in a rut. If I don't do it uh, like every other day, I notice it and it's apparent. So for me, it's a daily practice. And the the more I do it, the more whole I am, the more peaceful I can be in any given situation. So with you like traveling, does does the way you perform meditation change? Like, do you have to adjust when you're on the road or like, is it, nope, I'm wherever I am, there I am and I'm good. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think sometimes when we travel, 
our habits and routines get lost because we don't have the same prompts and cues that we once did. And so I think it's really important to give yourself some space or to acknowledge when you are traveling and to to say, okay, I'm traveling. Like I need to then create a cue or create a prompt that I otherwise might not have had. I have this kitchen timer and um, that serves as my prompt for beginning meditation. And so if I take it out and see it first thing in the morning, I say, oh, it's time to meditate because I see it. But first day I got to a new location, I didn't take it out. So I didn't have the prompt and I didn't meditate. I said, why didn't I meditate? Oh, I didn't have, I didn't take that out. I didn't have the prompt that I normally have when you could see the timer. So that's a really valuable tool I use. You know, a lot of people are like, I can't meditate. I don't, I don't have the ability to meditate. But my, my question to that is, do you have a prompt to meditate? Do you have a, something that's pushing that when you see every day, that leads you to meditate? For example, someone's prompt could be brushing their teeth in the morning, or someone's prompt could be two feet hitting the floor. So on like when they wake up out of bed. So I, I think setting up your prompt before you're worried about like not being able to quote unquote do the activity, worry about if you have the prompt first. And that's from Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. And I'm, you know, taking nuggets here and there from that and trying to figure out how I can best give this gift that has helped me so much to other people. The one thing that really intrigues me, you're a high, high energy, you know, individual, man. It's like, yep, it's hammy with caffeine, you know, <laughs> there yeah. goes Danny. Uh, yeah. We could, we could light up LA just with you. <laughs> how, how do you calm down? Because a lot of people think, no, I just, I need to be chill, you know, in order to meditate. How do you mm. take that energy and change it so that you can be calm and at peace. Yeah. I don't know. The answer is, I don't know. Um, but how it works for me is, is really the only answer I can give is, is that I have a lot of thoughts and, and the thoughts are always coming and it's like, I'll be in bed and I'll be thinking and I'll be, you know, the mind will still be going. The energy is like, the thoughts. And it's funny you calling me high energy because two months ago, it's not high energy at all. The energy is a result of being in alignment with my purpose. Mm. And so um, how, I, how I meditate with all the energy is you have, I have a lot of thoughts in the beginning of the meditation. My mind is going crazy. Do this, do that. I find some level of peace or stillness. And then my mind goes crazy and it's just like, it's how it works um, for me, at least at this current stage or iteration, I've only been meditating for three years. I'm no expert and nowhere close to, to like a monk or anything like that. It's just, I've, I know how important it is for my own sanity, well-being, mental health, um, just ability to connect with myself. Oh man. So, you know, if I could, with all this energy, if I could do it, I, I think it's uh a sign for anyone else with a lot of energy that it's possible to sit down with your thoughts. Absolutely. You said one thing there about being aligned with your purpose. Yeah. How can you be aligned with your purpose? And, you know, most of us expect I have to know where I'm going to know my purpose. How, how are you aligned? Like what's the difference there? Because you're aligned with your purpose. I mean, you're energetic. I'm seeing you, Danny. Yeah. How are you, how are you, 
taking the two that are, you know, not in sync right now and still going, this is my purpose. I'm living it out. Yeah. Great question. So I think I have the end and I have the day to day. What I don't have right now in this moment is the middle part of it. And when I, when I say I have the end is, you know, one of the periods where I was meditating a 60 minutes a day and really just spending a lot of time alone was during COVID. And that was extremely helpful when the lockdowns were happening. And I I said, okay, I'm going to really take this time to go inward. And so I started meditating long amounts of time every day and 60 minutes a day and just really getting clear. And it hit me one, one day, okay, what I want on my gravestone is to make the world happier, healthier, and wiser. That's what I, it was like a flash of lightning. One of the few times where it just hit me. And I was like, wow, like that would be a life well lived for me personally. And so I know I'm doing that in these moments by putting out content, by recording the podcast. I know I'm doing that on a personal level with what I'm doing in my personal life. And so because I know that, And because it's the truth, I have energy. I don't know exactly how this is going to manifest into a job, into a career, into making money at this current moment as we speak. You might publish this tomorrow and I might have it figured out because of a brilliant insight by you, right? But it's like, I don't know it in this moment. And that's okay because I'm living out what I want on my gravestone. And I'm doing that today. And the rest will take care of itself from my perspective. And that is a great insight there. You've differentiated that purpose is not necessarily identity. It's not like, you know, you can still have your purpose and there's, there's plenty of people that have been laid off or can't, you know, haven't been able to find a job yet. And that role, that, that position is not a requirement from what I'm hearing you is not a, is not a requirement to know your purpose. I can know my purpose be sold out on it, plugged into it, still be full and vibrant, just oozing life without having a job or, you know, having lost the job. Am I understanding you right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I knew I was making money with my NFT job and I was doing great, but on the outside, that was external. Internal, I wasn't whole. Why wasn't I whole? Because it was, that job wasn't making the world happier, healthier, or wiser, right? And I wasn't, I didn't connect that until literally just this moment, right? Like I knew it wasn't in alignment with me, that job, but I didn't realize exactly why. Exactly why is because it, it didn't fit what I want on my gravestone. So oh, thank you. Awesome. Um, so as you've been going along this journey and like honing in on, your purpose, who Danny is, what, what habits work for you, right? What works for me may not work for you, but, but honing in on those ones that do work for you, what have been resources that have helped you grow, helped you find, you know, that sweet spot and been able to take action to get to where you are today. So resources being books, podcasts. Yeah. Um, I would say ships community. I mean, like whatever you've plugged into and said, Hey, this, this is helping me get 
to you know in alignment yeah that would be like resources yeah cool i didn't think of resources like community at first but that makes a lot of sense i mean one thing is that i have this friend his name is tej dosa who i've never met in person but i consider a very very good friend and it's fascinating how the internet works right it's like you are aligned based on the algorithm based on people who you mutually follow and you connect and you see something together. And then we just were tweeting back and forth back in 2018. And then it led to us doing 75 hard, the a program a fitness, mental toughness challenge together. And that transformed me. And then, you know, he helped me with starting meditation around the same time. And, you know, he has been an incredible resource for me to turn to at every turn of this journey. That's been really, really helpful. Um, but, you know, other than my friend Tej, I would say just having a community of people on Twitter who I can connect with and it, it keeps me really accountable. You know, having a people, a group of people who follow me and my journey and care of a very small, small percentage about me, that just keeps me so accountable to those people. I don't want to let them down. I don't, you know, so that's very helpful. That's a a resource, but resources that are available in every moment, I would say meditation has been one, um, exercise and walks. Like I love taking walks. Uh, My family is another. Hmm. So, and like, I could go on and on about the books that I've read. You could go to uh, dannymiranda.com slash notes. If you want to check those out, like the resources upon resources and that's probably like, I don't know, 1% of the, the books that I've enjoyed or the resources I've enjoyed. But yeah, that, that's a little bit about the things that have helped me along this journey to more purpose. Cool. All right. This is a question for me because I've heard you talk about, yep, this was Danny 2.0 and you'd yeah. written it down and then your parents came to you. I want to say it was like six months later, like you had written it down. They had no visibility to it. And they called you Danny 2.0. Um, now, what what is Danny 2.0? Like, how do you define it? Yeah. So I want to pull up, if you don't mind, I'm going to pull up the, the folder. Um, so, yeah, the, this is a crazy story, right? It's like I went from wanting to be this person to my parents noticing that I changed so much, I actually became this person. And so, you know, the identity of Danny 2.0 is someone who's disciplined, compassionate, clear thinker, thought-provoking, calm, aware, calm's maybe one thing I got to work on, mentally tough, strong, open-minded, kind, love. Like that's the type of person I wanted to be. Mike, I was so far away from that reality so far. Like I couldn't even tell you, like, I wish I had more videos and more texts and more messages. I have tweets that kind of do prove it to some respect. If you look at how I tweeted in 2018, you'll see a different person. I would not tweet at all. There's just more hate. There's more fear in the way that I was tweeting back then. And so Danny 2.0 is just somebody who exudes love, who exudes discipline, who's able to keep the commitments to himself that he makes and who just treats other people with the utmost respect and as their best versions. So yeah, that's who Danny 2.0 is. And 
it's a journey to get to that place and every day. And it's just, uh, people notice it along the journey. If you work at it long enough, if you read it long enough, if you act it and live in it long enough. Yeah. And to me, it's just total proof that it's like, we are not stuck with who we are today. We have the ability to change. We've been changing along the way, you know, whether we want to recognize it or not, we have a morning routine whether we want to label it as such, but there's habits that we follow that become a comfortable way of doing things. And you going from Danny 1.0 to Danny 2.0, I mean, that, that to me is just another sign, another case in point where it's like, wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, it's a season. You can change. It's not going to be overnight, but the work, is it pays dividends beyond what you can imagine. Would you agree? Yeah. And what I kind of realized from this process of loving myself is like the work of loving myself is really what it's all about. That's like the win, like that I'm on the path of loving myself more today than I was yesterday. Like that's it. Anything else that comes as a result of that is wonderful. But it's like, that's what I realized. It's like being on the path is actually the end, like, and is the most rewarding part of it. Yeah. And correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but when we change and we love ourselves, the relationships around us change. It, it creates like such a space of freedom and almost gives people permission to step out into who they can be. Do you, do you see that as well? It's crazy how when you change the internal, the external starts to change as well. You like, I mean, it's so wild that eight days into writing, I love myself a hundred times, eight days into it, Gary Vaynerchuk shares one of my Instagram stories. That's like about him, but it's just like, why did that happen? To me, that happened because I did the practice for eight days in a row. Um, And you know, a bunch of other crazy situations have happened. And I think the reason for that, the reason for situations like that occurring, the reason for me writing, I love myself. And then, you know, getting incredible guests on the podcast is because you're less scared of the rejection. So you're more willing to put yourself out there, which leads to more positive outcomes because you don't care what happens one way or the other. And so it's very practical to love yourself because eventually you start to really truly believe it. And then the rest of the world believes it too and reflects it back to you. It's an amazing thing. I've seen happen a couple of times in my own life, not, you know, just in the past 21 days, but also in the past, you know, from March to let's say, let's call it December of 2020, like just different outcomes were occurring that had ever happened in the rest of my life. So yeah, loving myself has been at the core of that. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I got to agree with you, man. That's absolutely amazing. Well, Danny, how can people reach out to you outside of this podcast? Obviously, with with your podcast, but dude, lay it on us if you would, please. Yeah, sure. It's Hey Danny Miranda on everything: Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram, YouTube. It's just search Danny Miranda. But I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a, a real pleasure. Um, 
you're really good at asking thoughtful questions that have made me think and reflect back on my journey. So I'm really grateful for that and really honored to have spent this time with you. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. It's been been an honor and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Danny Miranda's posting. So thank you, my friend. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. It helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.